Welcome everybody to Wrestling Is Cool, the coolest wrestling podcast on the planet. And this week is extra cool because wrestling was so great this week in terms of its weekly television. Sancho, how you doing, pal? I have great news for ep- Down since day one-ish. It's not just views. <laughs> I have great news for all the listeners all over the world and, and viewers. We are now officially putting timestamps. Timestamps are in for all those people that have been asking for it. He finally went over. We heard that we are, uh, you know, we listen to the people. We're not mm-hmm. the authority. We heard the uproar from everybody chanting his names constantly. Timestamp is over. Look, I, I honestly thought that timestamp, he had a decent little spot there. I thought that maybe he was a, a B-plus player, but according to the audience, according to the people, the Wrestling people. is Cool universe, he needs to yeah. be in the main event of WrestleMania, but yeah, now there's uh, there's timestamps because you, you jabronis just kept gunning at my throat for it. So, uh, yeah. yes, timestamps are happening. You kept you kept taking over our shows with your chants and your <laughs> signs, and we couldn't stop taking them. We had to we had to listen, you know. Yeah, timestamps is gonna is gonna get a Daniel Bryan monster Imagine Dragons type vignette p- hype package. <laughs> Timestamp mania soon. <laughs> coming uh other big asks uh we are on audio services spotify apple podcast google podcast if you if you use that for whatever reason whatever services that you're using you'll be able to find us in audio only and of course if you want to find us three days early with more in-depth content like our raw reviews smackdown reviews our wrestling is cool plus and much more please check out the patreon and you would also have gotten this episode three days early if you are in the free feed so uh, patreon.com slash santi zap again patreon.com slash santi zap thank you to everybody from patreon that has been supporting us you guys have been great you know what else was great, Rob? But let's not get into that just yet. Let's not get no. into that just yet. There's a couple of great things that we want to highlight because, you know, it was a sad week for wrestling fans, like for, for those that are in the know, those that have their finger in the zeitgeist and know, you know, who's getting released, who's getting fired, things like that. So it, from that perspective, it's been a pretty downer of a week, but we don't want to dwell on the sad side of those things like we know everybody there is very talented and we're confident that they're going to land on their feet and you know we wish them all the best but what we want to do today is we want to highlight these wrestlers who are cool it's called wrestling is cool and and, it's called wrestling is cool damn it it, it, (laughs) it's cool to me damn it so that's what we're going to be doing today. So there's a few wrestlers that uh, we wanted to highlight. So Dolph Ziggler, probably the the most notable name of all the releases, uh, you know, former uh, Money in the Bank winner, multi-time world champion, uh, you know, like one of the darlings of the people uh, was one of the ones that was released. And you, you said, hey, we should do a, a Dolph Ziggler is cool segment. Now, what's your... Dolph Ziggler memories like because you you had mentioned that you kind of ca- uh, caught the back half of his career more so right I, you know Dolph was the kind of guy that because for those of you who are new to the show I was not part of the ruthless, ruthless aggression or the PG era so there was a big void in my life missing from Dolph Ziggler I know at one time Big E and AJ were you know managers were in that faction with Dolph Ziggler and he's always been for me like a solid guy that he could put people over. He could sell. He could always put ma- he could put together well thought out matches. And at the end of the day, whoever has a feud with Dolph Ziggler will come out better 
and you get to have to see like the entire repertoire of these opponents. And at the same time, Dolph has always been that guy where multiple times from when I like watch highlights and things of that sort and going back into his old matches where he was always this close. And I remember you post on one of your TikToks is him cashing in. And I'm so happy that you did post that because I was able to relive one of the most, according to what you said, the best cash-ins of all time. I still think Seth Rollins is a little bit better. Um, but when it comes to money in the bank and having Dolph, I just enjoy Dolph's emotions. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Dolph's passion for the business. And when I, and I've heard multiple interviews and you hear multiple stories that he's just an overall good dude. Uh, one of the stories is that he bought all the indie wrestlers t-shirts during the pandemic to support them. I uh, just bought loads and loads of them to make sure that they could, you know, feed themselves and things of that sort. So Dolph Ziggler is cool. And for 20 years in the WWE, he would be greatly missed. But realistically, he wasn't being utilized well on TV these days. And I'm happy for him that if he does go to AEW, he would get to show the world what makes him one of the best of arguably of all time. I know people would think of him as like a mid Carter throughout his entire career, but he could, he could put on eight, like five star matches and knowing AEW, he, they will find a way to put him in a five star match. And imagine Dolph Ziggler versus Kenny Omega. That will be a phenomenal, Dude, phenomenal I, match. The one I want to see, Dolph Ziggler swerve Strickland. Because I swerve when I drive. Yeah, I swerve. Right. Oh, it'd be so many great matches available He'd in AEW. Be a valuable, valuable veteran to the locker room. He will add a little bit of that. I'm not saying lack of a better word, like the CM Punk understood how to do uh, episodic wrestling. That's what made Collision so well. You know, CM Punk had that ability to cut a good promo, had that good ability to slow down a match, to make it, you know, have a blend in that WWE style with AEW, that familiar style that we all love. And I think Dolph could bring that to the locker room and, and kind of create a a different beat. You know, it won't his matches won't have. And I'm not saying these things because I'm a WWE guy forever. And I, I'm just saying, like, AEW is known to be very spot fest, but it's in a good way, right? It's not as spotty as AAA, like, uh, you know, luchador wrestling sure. sometimes. Where that, that's very spotty, and that is the style of luchador wrestling, lucha libre. I'm saying that Dolph could do some storytelling along the way in the ring, and hopefully that could rub off the other wrestlers in AEW because Dolph does it the best. So you know what's crazy? I think a lot of people think that Dolph Ziggler is a spot machine. He isn't. He, no. He's just so good at selling that it right. looks like you broke him in half whenever you clothesline him. So sometimes right. people think of him as like, oh, he, he does all these spots. No, he doesn't. He does no. the regular work rate that another wrestler would do that would be a technician in the in the ring because that's what Dolph Ziggler is at the end of the day. He's a technician. He's also he's a, a, he's a real wrestler. He's a right. real wrestler and he but mm-hmm. he just makes it look like you shot him in the back of the head man anytime right. you hit him he's so fantastic at selling and even if he doesn't end up going to AEW um I think this will be uh, you know like the the silver lining maybe he gets to go uh, head first into that comedy career of his where he can right. be a little bit more uh, unfiltered than when he was in a, on a WWE contract right because he wants to do a lot of things and whether it's AEW, whether it's his comedy, whether he's just, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to chill now because I've made lots of money and I'm going to hang out and whatever. I, I right. But I would love to see him in some matches in AEW for sure. Question. 
mm-hmm. for someone who's watched Dolph Ziggler the most, what is his like? What makes Dolph Ziggler so cool to you? I think what makes Dolph Ziggler, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like aside, like aside from talking about his work rate, because I think everybody knows how good he is. I look at Dolph Ziggler's career, and to me, like I just see somebody that went all out for every single gimmick that he was ever given. So mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler's career, many don't know, he started off as a caddy sure. for for Kerwin White, aka um Chavo Guerrero, because you know that was that was just the ruthless aggression era. We had those weird gimmicks that definitely wouldn't go over very well. And then he went on to do the Spirit Squad and went all out with the Spirit Squad, becoming one of the most annoying people, annoying factions in the history of the WWE. Uh, On paper, that is the dumbest gimmick ever, ever. And he's still like, okay, this is what I have. I'm going for it. So I've always respected Dolph Ziggler's ability to go all in on whatever it is that he's doing. The If you listen to his interview with Chris Van Vliet, he, he was even willing to go all in on the concept that he was the loser, right? He, right? he was even wanting to make you feel like he was the loser when he cashed in money in the bank. So he's self-aware of what the fans feel about him, of what the fans want to see, of fans' expectations. So... All of these things, you put all of these things together and you have a wonderful 20-year career that is going to be remembered fondly without him having all of these WrestleMania main events, without him winning Royal Rumbles and being the guy. Like He has carved out with pure effort and pure passion this corner of the wrestling community that is going to forever love him. And if you look at somebody of his accolades, like... You know, I look at somebody like Alberto Del Rio, who has 10 times the accolades as Dolph Ziggler, and he'll never be remembered anywhere near as fondly as Dolph Ziggler. And I just I think that the passion that he put in over those 20 years is so evident that it's he's made us fall in love with him. A lot of people are like Dolph Ziggler is overrated. He didn't accomplish anything. It's not about what he accomplished. The reason mm-hmm. we love him is because, again, he went 130 miles an hour for fans And it wasn't that we loved him because of his accomplishments. We loved him because of what we knew he could accomplish if they just gave him a chance. That was the Dolph Ziggler cult that he created, that we knew what he's capable of, and they never gave him to us to the degree that we felt like they should have gave him to us. So Dolph Ziggler is cool for for lots of reasons. So, I, I mean, I could gush and tell you about why Dolph Ziggler is the coolest cat for the next two hours if I wanted to. One thing I remember one of his gimmicks later on was where he would um, come out to no music. Remember oh, that? I did like that, but uh, it kind of reminds me of like Sean lost his smile type of vibe. It, it right? was definitely that. Like, it right? was definitely right? a Sean lost his smile situation. Uh, yeah. Did you did you ever catch his match with um, with Goldberg at SummerSlam 2019? Yeah, when he <laughs> literally got speared to oblivion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's any. Are, are you a SpongeBobber? Yeah. Okay. Do you know the episode of the sea bear where the sea bear just keeps coming back and destroys Squidward and, and Squidward keeps, just keeps getting up and the sea bear just comes in and mauls Squidward again. That's what that was. And look, all of us up to that point, we're starting to slowly get sick of Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler just knew, okay, what am I good at? I'm good at making myself look like I just got run over by an 18-wheeler. Let's right. make Goldberg that 18-wheeler. And it was one of the best matches of that entire SummerSlam. 
that's what I mean. He he's like that grease. He, he makes everyone look really good in the in the in the big system, the big machine. And th that's the thing about him is is maybe him going away for a while. Maybe his Royal Rumble comeback would be amazing. And you're right. You know that when the w, when he gets handed the baton to carry just to be maybe a transitional champion or to be able to give someone the shine, he he he's, he does it. You know. Yeah. And I but. What's it's exciting to see is that what does he do when he does have the baton, where he is like a main star who could bring in people to the show, like an AEW, or maybe he goes to New Japan. You never know where he could go. I mean, he could wrestle anywhere. He's he's that great. A hundred percent. He's gonna be just fine. You know what else is cool and who else is cool? We have Mace in Mansoor. My dude. These guys, let me tell you right now, if you're not tuning in to Mason Mansoor, get in early. Diamond hands, baby. These guys are going to be huge on Twitch. Now that they are allowed to be themselves, to be, I guess, quote, unfiltered, these guys are absolutely hilarious. And it just, dude, why didn't they allow them to have this personality and this type of chemistry on television? Because I think they are money that you can tell, you know, the way that they stream on Twitch together, that they have a charisma and an ability to work the crowd. Cause you had mentioned like Twitch streaming is kind of like being a wrestler and that you're working the crowd. Obviously you're not doing all the amazing physical feats that they're doing, but ultimately you're working a crowd and to me i got i have to say this out of all of the wrestlers that i've watched on twitch i have them in the top tier i really do have them in the top tier in terms of some of the most entertaining streamers content creators that i've seen come out of the wwe and it just uh it hurts me that we, i never really got to see this level of personality on television we got to see their creativity in the maximum male models and they took that thing and they ran with it and i thought that they did a fantastic job i was one of the the the, the few people that was one of the, the i was so over on the models i'm like i love how ridiculous this is i, I did you ever see their pure water life uh commercial that they did no, I haven't. No. Dude, it, it was just a simple ad integration for the WWE for a water bottle. And they are doing they're they're just drenching themselves with water, being male models with it. Like they are uh, they we have so many flashes of brilliance from them. And I I wish they had a ran with it more. But on Twitch, I'm telling you, go check them out. I'm going to put their link in the description because I, I'm highly entertained by them. And I'm somebody that bounces from Twitch stream to Twitch stream, uh, you know, just to give people the lurk here or there. But I was actively watching these two guys. They are fantastic. Well, they've been doing something interesting as they've been posting a lot of their pitches that they've been doing to creative. And it's an interesting thing mm. to see how wrestlers do have that input and power and they do have that drive and passion to submit their own gimmicks and their own vignettes to get a gimmick over. It reminds me when uh, Austin Creed, AKA Xavier Woods showed a little bit what he used to do when he was in uh, OVW, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Was that the, was that the thing before the NXT? He might've been Florida championship wrestling right. at the time. Right, right. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm mixing up the timelines. Right. So uh, before it was, he was in it, well, while he was down there in developmental, basically, he would set, submit so many different kind of gimmicks and it would be different promos or, you know, different kind of um, 
uh, for those of you who don't know what a vignette is, it's like just a little video package. And one of the was most interesting for Mason Mansoor was a Pulp Fiction type of cleaner situation where there were fixers and they dressed in the Pulp Fiction and they shot a vignette themselves and they and they they did everything. They probably you know threw down their own money to get this, trying to get this gimmick over with creative. I feel that sometimes the two to three brands sometimes a gimmick like that that is more of a job gimmick like that back in the day where hey man we're big dudes hey, you're a farmer you're a farmer gimmick that is your gimmick and you, you just walk out in farmer clothes yeah that's what you're gonna the do. repo man right the repo <laughs> man the brooklyn brawler right so there's so many of those kind of throwback gimmicks and it would have been interesting to see if there is a tag team that could do that like the fixer like a a new modern uh, APA type yeah. of situation uh, where they're just wrestlers for hire. I just feel that Mason Mansoor, what what does well for them is that they could continue to keep picking at it and keep doing chip damage, and eventually they'll break through somewhere. And if they become big somewhere else, they could come back into the WWE. We've seen it time and time again, and we know that they have that creativity. I just hope they stick together wherever yeah. they go. I would because love to see them that. together. Yeah, they've got this je ne sais quoi, this chemistry that right. I, that I think is only achievable when you're genuine friends, and I could just tell that they are. I I, right. I cannot wait to see what they do next. I, I when when I saw the list of releases, you know, I had my guys on who I wanted to keep an eye on. You know, I had the Dolph Ziggler's, the the Ollies, etc., the 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 top dollars of the world. I'm like, I want to know what they're gonna do next. Um, and it was these Twitch streams that made me now want to know. I need to have my finger on the pulse of what Mason Mansoor are doing. So if anything, those other wrestlers that were released that are trying to make a name for themselves, I know that there were some up and comers in NXT. I think you need to take notes from Mason Mansoor and make yourself known over the next three months that, that all you can really do is Twitch stream and make YouTube videos. I think they are a great example of how to get yourself over with the audience so that we care where you're going to go next because i am right. fully invested as to where they're going to go next i agree this is the time where your name's the most and all over the internet and they are hot right now with everything that they're doing and i hope that whatever they do uh doesn't hurt their chances of coming back like maybe they reveal something they shouldn't and like i mean rick boogs is out there kind of doing that a little bit if you don't mm -hmm. know about that uh where he's posting on his youtube where he's going to do a gym tour uh, one of those wrestlers as well who was part of the release but he said, I don't know if you know this, but he was like, it wasn't Vince's the reason why I left. I was a Vince guy type of thing. And he was very being very cryptic about it. But not to d d dip too much into that. I'm simply saying, like, for all of these releases, this is a time for you to show the world, like you said, what you can do best and what you can offer so you can land somewhere else and we could follow you. Yeah. I mentioned Top Dalla, AJ Francis. Did you see his music video go viral on Twitter? <laughs> Dude, it has, like, over, like, I don't know, God knows how many, like, uh... A million views close, right? Right, it's dude. Up there. Yeah, that video is go is going wild, and now I'm like wondering, like, why wasn't this released when he was in the WWE? Oh, I get, but I, I think I know why. why. <laughs> I could tell you why. I mean, what I love about AJ Francis, aka Top Dollar, is that he's a throwback to hip hop in the '90s. So he has that style. He has that distinct eye. And if you never followed, if you're never on X or on Twitter. Top Dollar has been posting videos sporadically every now and then with Hit Row, and they he does awesome raps of a variety of different '90s beats, and he kind of has a mixture of like, uh, kind of like Big Pun, a little bit of Big Papa, 
uh, a little bit of Nas. He has all those kinds of styles blend into one. And this is just a, a great case of he has tremendous talent, but WWE doesn't have a spot for him, or they don't know what exactly what to do with this skill that he has because wrestling wrestlers with rapping gimmicks is not new to WWE. It's currently thriving in AEW with the acclaim. I just feel that creative was just like, we don't know what to do with you, bro. Yeah. And, and then when he accidentally made that botch, they were like, we'll just lean into that. And that didn't really do good for him. And I remember hearing you were telling me, Santi, that he was pitching a feud with Michael Cole at one point. I yeah. think that would have been nice to see. Yeah, I saw that on his Twitch again on Twitch. And AJ France is unironically really good at Fall Guys. Really <laughs> where I like I was watching him play Fall Guys and this man is making zero mistakes. Also very good at the new uh, FIFA or FC EAFC game. Like this man's a gamer. This man's MLG. <laughs> he is fantastic. And I think what really works about Top Dollar is that he has that drive as well. Like The, the wrestlers that are being released, Dolph Ziggler, we all know they have that drive to land somewhere else. And I, I mean, I've heard there's rumbling, Santi, that uh, Top Dollar wants to fight you, like legit fight <laughs> you, brother. I don't know what you did. I don't know what I did either. I but... think your mouth has caught as cast. <laughs> As wrote a check, I don't think your body could cash, brother. Oh, buddy, I, I mean, my body can't cash it, but if I'm doing it, I think it'll be a legitimate check that I can actually physically cash. So, oh, uh, no. yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's in the rumblings, uh, a little boxing, a little boxing bout between AJ Francis I, and, uh, and Santi Zab. I don't know, man. I, I think y'all are going to be surprised. God, for those of you who don't know, Santi went into his, he told, he rated him on Twitch. <laughs> For, which is what you would you would send your audience over to their audience yes. as a way to you know give the, put him over give him the rub give him the Santi rub give him the Santi rub and this man right before he said I want to challenge AJ Francis into <laughs> a boxing fight I have some boxing experience and AJ Francis is like okay yeah he took me up I'm on down. it <laughs> and I'm like dude AJ is going to want some of that some of that spotlight right now you better be careful so dude, you know you know what made me go from like um. I don't know, like that. It made me go from like, oh, this is a, this this will be fun to, oh no, I have made a great mistake. When he's like, oh yeah, you know, like I, um, you know, when I like sparred with Baron Corbin and Bobby Lash, I'm like, oh my gold, god, a Golden Gloves boxer, by the way, Baron Corbin, <laughs> and a legit Olympic boxer style quality, sparring with him, and I could just see, see your Santi go like, um, never mind. <laughs> I'm out. Hey, I'm not out. I'm not out. Hey, like I'm. I'm. Hey, look, it's a win-win situation for me. If I, if I, if, podcast, go knock yourself out, brother. Look, if I lose, wh what does that do for me? I was already the podcaster that sits for twelve hours a day. If anything, it gives me something to talk about. And what does he get? He gets nothing. He beat up the podcaster. That does nothing for him. But if I, if I win, my dude. If I win, I'm going to be on every podcast like, yo, tell us about about beating up AJ Francis. I mean, again, the chances are slim, but man, that would be that would be a life changer. That would be a life changer. What if? What if? What if? All I'm saying is what if uh, Emma and, and Paige, maybe uh, doing a little bit because they, they were business. Yeah, they may be getting in business because they were the two that really kicked off 
the women's evolution. A lot of people credit those two um, from their great work in NXT and then bringing Mm -hmm. over that work rate and that style of wrestling that was very different from the Diva style at the time to the main roster. So a lot of people credit Emma versus Paige's feud in NXT as the catalyst for what we have today in women's wrestling. Uh, And we saw Paige, a.k.a. Saraya from AEW, maybe planting the seeds of wanting to bring over her buddy Emma or mm-hmm. nemesis Emma. i'm not sure what they are over at aw like a simple little reply a little quote mm. tweet or a little quote post repost whatever they call it these days i just feel bad for emma considering that literally an hour before she got the call she was very excited that they were having elimination yeah. chamber in her home country in perth and she was like i don't know how what i gotta do but i'm gonna be involved in this and then ring ring unfortunately you got released i mean emma is always one of those I think her comedy gimmick kind of slowed down her prominence in the ring. I mean, remember she had that. The, yeah, the, the dance. That yeah, was so yeah. silly. It's right. a shame, especially because there's a lot of people like me at that time that knew what she was, who oh, she was from great. NXT. Yeah. Right. And and then I liked her Ray-Ban sunglasses cop gimmick with the love that. short gloves. I love that. Loved it. Loved it. And it just, it's just one of those situations as well. It's like, there's there's room for you but we don't know where to put you type of thing and that's what's the unfortunate like that's the that's the hard part about wrestling y'all is that there's always people coming up and there's always people holding on to the spots and then if you're in the middle or if you just fall off to the wayside you get injured like rick boogs who's out for the whole year um it's just it's unfortunately in this the the business that is wrestling but we the fans can keep talking about these wrestlers and keep them in the zeitgeist so that we could help them. So that's what that's what we can do. We could we could help them right now in their time of need. Anything that they do, you could re- retweet, repost, interact with them. Go go to their Twitch chats. Be cool about it and just tell them how much you love their work. Yeah, absolutely. And Emma is a cook. Emma has been like oh, really? uh, I remember I remember at one point Emma was posting like uh, cooking tutorials. So mm. you know Emma, like, like I said, every, oh, one of these wrestlers are they're all charismatic. And it kind of, rem- I hate, this is a weird thing, but ride with me here for a, for a second here. If you can make it into the WWE, you could do whatever you want. And it's like, if you're a very, like, you heard of these uh, very popular celebrities and they're like, Brad Pitt was at McDonald's at one point. Mm-hmm. Nate Shot was at McDonald's at one point. If you could work in a, like, a, kind of like a corporate place like McDonald's and WWE, you could take that and make make it somewhere else hey i was once a target employee i'm just saying i think there's big target things City, baby yeah yeah i worked the back room of target they, they were they were keeping me in the back and catering until the one day i got the push to electronics and man man i really took and ran with that opportunity i grabbed that brass ring in electronics when the wii u came out yeah man i was one of the you best the red brand <laughs> uh so you mentioned the elimination chamber and I have to talk about the hilarious first world problems that us Americans and Canadians have been whining about on Twitter. Like, oh no, I have to get up at 6 a.m. for Elimination Chamber. And meanwhile, I'm just seeing all the Germans, all the British, Filipino viewers, Australian viewers. They are that meme of James Franco about to get hung being like, first time. Like, how can we possibly complain that one show of the year, we have to get up a little bit early when every single episode of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, these these folks from from other continents across the world are having to stay up till four, five, six a.m. in the morning. Like, come on, come on, folks. We're being a little bit ungrateful here. We're being a little bit too entitled. It reminds me when I moved to the West Coast and then I had to get used to NFL games being on at 10 a.m. 
<laughs> but, oh. yeah. so you just go like all right you just adjust but the hardest part was when your team was not on national tv and you had to go to like a sports bar at 10 a.m it felt weird felt Ooh, weird yeah i didn't felt even think of that to the sports bar at 10 a.m yeah I, well yeah i didn't even think of that i guess um I, I, it sounds like that was maybe at a time when we didn't have streaming services yeah yeah. yeah 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 um i don't know in 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 the united states but in canada the zone has the nfl right so we we just rock with the zone here um but yeah yeah and they were like when they're in london and you you and you have your fantasy team and you think you just have to set it at 1 p.m and then you get up and like three of your players played in london you're like no <laughs> You gotta get rid of time zones that's what we're trying to do. get rid of them yeah of course them. yeah we don't need universal them time. universal time across the board i love it that's the way it should be all right i like it this is what we should do grand meridian time let's just call it that let's do it yes uh dom dom on raw let's just talk raw in general because we we will get into smackdown folks I want to remind you that although we are going to be talking here about Raw and SmackDown, you're going to get far more in-depth reviews and a far more in-depth conversation about every single show exclusively over on Patreon, patreon.com slash SantiZamp. Uh, we did a SmackDown review. I did the Raw review, and I think that you're going to like it. They're, and they're substantial videos. Like, mm-hmm. they aren't just, like, five hour? minutes long. Sometimes mm-hmm. they go an hour, sometimes, you know, 40, 45 minutes. So, like, it's way more content. We go into a lot more detail. Uh, but you're still going to get a little bit of that taste here again. Patreon.com slash Santi's app. Uh, Monday Night Raw was fantastic. And, and uh, look, you know, some people are like, Santi, you're too negative sometimes. When a show is bad, you're you're too quick to j-. Look, this is what a good show looks like. And for you to appreciate what a good <laughs> show looks like, I need to tell you what bad shows look like. All right, I'm starting to take the, the Tobin Bell Saw 10 approach of you need to appreciate life. Mm. You need to appreciate good episodes of Raw. I want to play a game, and that game is that Dom Dom had an amazing match, potentially one of his best matches of his entire career with the deadbeat cosplayer Dragon Lee. What a match. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one thing I want to ask you, though, I mean, I, I do agree with you. That was Dom's best match that I've seen probably ever. What is Dominic Mysterio's ceiling? Like, like where, where where can he go? Is he going to go as high as Ray and Eddie? Or is he going to be like, and not, not saying Chavo is lower. I mean, I see him right now. His ceiling at the progress that he's making could be a, like a good Chavo Guerrero, right? Someone who could always put on a great match eventually and someone who could always get the, the heat wherever he is. Um, but if he continues to progress exponentially like he's been since the beginning, since joining Judgment Day, I do see him reaching those Eddie and Ray heights and he could definitely carry the torch of the legacy of Mysterio and the Guerreros at the same time, which I think... If you were to ask me when Dominic first showed up, not when he was a kid, but when he started peering up with Ray, is he could be the next torch holder for the Guerrero and Mysterio family? I would say no way. But now he's definitely putting together the outside ring stuff, in ring stuff. He's even, he just has this weird swagger about him because, you know, his Mohawk's fantastic, dude. Yeah. He just looks great. <laughs> And everything in his ring gear is He's so awesome. greasy. I it's, love it. Yeah. And his ring gear is awesome. The white boots that he has is awesome. I think we're finally seeing the maturation of Dominic Mysterio before our eyes. And it's really cool to see him progressing. There's no setbacks with him so far. And what's interesting is people will give him a, I guess, a negative mark is that 
the WWE is manipulating his microphone, which is like take off your tinfoil hat for a second. I like let let that moment have fun. Yeah. Everybody that's in the crowd will tell you they boo him like loudly, and it's a great way to mask his promo work that it's it's developing. And I love how he just mispronounces Cayete. Yeah. Cayete. It's just so hilarious. It's just like. Soy Guerrero. un campeón. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so annoying. And for him to be in Ontario, California, it's like perfect for that. And that match with Dragon Lee, fantastic. And the concern with luchadors in WWE, I mean, we, we could name so many since Sin Cara. Nothing happens with them. I mean, you had Lucha Lucha, right? All those kind of Kalisto. And really nothing happens. I mean, hopefully Dragon Lee can be that guy. He has a little bit of a weight to him. Like he has some little bit thickness to him. Yeah, he's, so I think he stands out as a as a luchador wrestler. And his moveset is really clean. It's nothing like um like El Vikino or type type of vibe, or he's nothing like um He's not Commander. like a yeah, like a Ray right. Phoenix. He's not like this no, master no. of the of the ropes or anything like right. that. No, but what it works is the is he's very creative. Mm -hmm. Like the spot that they did where he did the Hurricanana from the turnbuckle on the apron to the outside awesome spot yeah. and it looks super safe yeah and that's what i like for people to understand where lucha libre when it's on its purest form it is acrobatic and super safe absolutely at the same time. absolutely like, even the most death-defying things that you see them do the other wrestler is really safe and the chemistry between dom and and dragon lee i think could carry a good way i'm just hoping that when dragon lee speaks it doesn't go off the, that's when most of these luchadors go off the rails in the wwe so yeah. far i it Best match for Dominic. Mysterio, yeah, a, a lot of people are calling for because a lot of the a lot of people who are more casual. That was their first time seeing Dragon Lee. Like we need Dragon Lee in the main roster. I'm telling you, no, we just just let him work right. in NXT. He needs work on the microphone. English is not his first language. Let, that's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Let him be in NXT where he can cut promos in front of 500 people instead of tossing them out to the sharks in front of six, seven, ten thousand 10,000 people. Let's, they're doing a good job. And I love right. these breadcrumbs. And, and I mean, that wasn't a breadcrumb. That was a full blown bread loaf that they're mm -hmm. giving us to make us want to go watch NXT, right? We had, you know, the teases of, of, of Becky Lynch in there carrying the NXT title. This match was fantastic. Uh, you had asked a question a little bit earlier, you know, like, where do I see his ceiling at? Mm -hmm. And I think Dominic. he's our... Yeah, Dominic, Dominic Mysterio. Uh, in terms of in-ring, like he's continuously improving. But I think in, in terms of character work, I, I think he's already past Chavo Guerrero. I've never seen Chavo get this much heat, be this over, get this much TV time. I think he's already surpassed Chavo Guerrero in that regard. Not quite in the ring because Chavo was super clean. Right. clean. Super, super clean. clean. Go watch his Ruthless Aggression Cruiserweight era days. So, so, so good. But Dominic is 26. He still has so much time left and they clearly have him in this expedited times two hyperbolic time chamber training because he's working both raw house shows, sometimes SmackDown and NXT. Like, I don't think that there is a wrestler on the main roster having to do as much work at the moment as Dominic Mysterio. And I think that is clearly evident in his improvement in the ring in the way that he handles himself the way that he's working the crowd he he is improving in every single regard if he continues this level of trajectory i mean i i never saw eddie get this much heat when he was a heel 
I never saw Eddie get this much heat when he was a heel. I still think Eddie was a better character, but I'm just saying in terms of crowd reaction as a heel, I never saw Eddie get this level of heat in this level of crowd reaction. So the, I think at the moment you ask what his ceiling is, I think it's the sky. I think it really is the sky. So long as they continue this, uh, this fast yet somehow patient approach at the same time that they're doing with him, I think call me wild. Call me crazy, Sancho. Hear me I'm out, Sancho. Hearing you out. He's 26. I think that by in his 30s, I could see him being a world champion. I could see him being a world champion, uh, not just because of how good he he's getting in the ring, but like obviously like with five, six, seven, eight more years of experience, I could see him obviously continuing to improve. Before 30 or after 30. Uh, but I no after 30 I don't see him being a world champion in his 20s but I think in his 30s I see absolutely a world champion right here in, again in terms of his improvement his his legacy will help absolutely you know being legacy will always help um, but dude he's just so good at what he's doing right now every he can almost do no wrong right now he can almost do no wrong. Every time he's on screen, it is an absolute treat. And no, it, and before it was, oh, it's funny to boo Dom, you know. It's right. fu you know funny backstage segments. Yeah, it's funny. He's uh, he's the Pulp Fiction gimp to Mommy Rhea Ripley. But now we want his matches as well, and yeah. it, 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 and that was not the case six months ago so i'm um, we're seeing such great improvement here could you make the argument that dragon lee carried this because he's one of the best luchadors on the planet at the moment sure but it takes two to tango yep and i think rhea ripley being absent from television due to uh is it injury what her being gone is working out for the, the men of damian finn and dominic really well yeah, 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 yeah. So let's uh, move on to another bit of uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, you know, I, I like the idea of just calling things cool with the name of our podcast. Uh, That's right. Kofi Kingston is cool. Two back-to-back yeah. -back weeks where he's putting on amazing matches. I think it's. I think it'd be a fair statement to say that he's the workhorse of Monday Night Raw right now. Last week with Ivar of the Viking Raiders, this week with Drew McIntyre, both of them matches that went over 15 minutes, both of them matches that were, you know, critically well-received by the audience. Kofi Kingston is cool. I feel what is also cool is Drew's entire storyline is so fantastic. This whole notion of like, hey, you are... Him and Xavier Woods and Kofi saying, Kofi and Xavier saying, you are a face, basically. You're a good guy. You don't turn your back when someone is getting beaten down in the ring. You don't do that. And they called them out on that. And for Drew to do it again, I find that very fascinating. It's not Drew's like not a straight up heel. He's not doing it for a heel reason. He had a valid reason when he was talking to Miz. And that great promo segment as well mm -hmm. with Miz and Drew and Kofi and Xavier, where he's like, shut up, Miz. All oh, that so good. It was so good, and I think I agree. Kofi will definitely move up the new, new Heat order, considering that he, they are doing so well with what they had. And what I like about this entire storyline is that it started off with a simple backstage segment between Xavier and Drew, and Xavier calling them out, and Xavier overstepping the line a little bit in that one promo they mm -hmm. had to get the segment they have each other. And then I'm just enjoying this whole entire thing. I'm I'm not bored of it. I think it's fantastic to see Kofi getting in some solid work and showing his athleticism. And I've 
the selling dude that claymore that he took against drew last night was oh my goodness that looked like it would hit like flush mm -hmm. and i i think what's what was really working as well in this entire thing is xavier woods kind of using francesca again i can't remember the last time i've heard francesca during a match and him returning oh, back the to trombone that. i was like, <laughs> like who's francesca that's right sorry that's me. that's me that's me that's me Boo. yeah Boo. so like i feel like xavier woods and kofi kind of returning to the old new day tactics working really well and it's just phenomenal you're right and kofi is cool i don't think they're gonna give him another run but he's performing really well as this story piece for drew mcintyre mm. like where is drew going does drew go full heel or does he get like a moment of clarity and mm. save and save them i mean some some great work that's what i think this raw was really solid i feel like every storyline had like a oh i cannot wait to see what happens next type yeah. vibe um maybe uh but we'll talk about Nia in a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to mention one thing. I think it was one of our SmackDown reviews. One, something that we did for Patreon, where something that I had mentioned was that something that's very different from this era of wrestling under Triple H versus the Vince McMahon era is that there is a desire to actually acknowledge things that have happened in the past and use them into current mm. storylines under vince mcmahon storylines were very much in the present whatever is happening right now i don't care that you two had a blood feud you guys are now best friends we do not acknowledge what happened in the past right now that is not the case and you know to it's very easy for the baby's face to say, Drew, how dare you walk away? You're one of us. You're one of the good guys. That's very formulaic Vince right. McMahon era. But then Drew McIntyre says, don't you remember what they did to you, Xavier Woods? Don't you remember when they took your crown? Don't you remember when they humiliated you? All of the times that Jay and Jimmy beat you down? That's not, that's not normal. That is new age WWE stuff where they actually acknowledge things that have happened in the past and use them to elevate storylines today. And I love this because I've always said when they don't acknowledge the past, like these obvious, very, very obvious things that have happened, for example, Johnny Gargano and Ciampa teaming them up when they had just come out of a blood feud in NXT a few years ago, that was ridiculous. It makes the smart fan, the ones that are in the know that watch everything, that remember things, feel like you're treating me like an idiot. You're treat like you don't think that I remember what happened five weeks ago when X dude beat down X dude and now they're best friends. Now they're tag teams without any sort of like storyline reason as to why they came together. No, they should hate each other. So I love the acknowledgement of things that have happened in the past in today's wrestling to elevate storylines today as opposed to just living in the moment now and creating storylines that are in a vacuum without acknowledging, you know, the greater WWE multiverse, if we want to call it that. And that is ringing true with the KOs and Sami Zayn and Bloodline and things of that sort. And at the same time, the reason for you may be wondering why is Drew so have this hate towards Bloodline in Clash of the Champions at the Clash of the Castle, right? That should have been his time to win against Roman. It was right there, prime for the picking. That would have been the biggest pop for Drew's career, considering that he did win in an empty stadium. Sure. You also wanted to gush a little bit about uh, Bronson and Otis just just making meat sandwiches for everyone. It was just a butcher, man. It was just, all right, let's go to the deli. Let's go get some meat. Because my goodness, what a meat slapping fest that was. Shoot, shout out to Wade Barrett for putting that over, right, on the commentary. He I, 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 For those of you who don't know, I am watching and reviewing all the Survivor Series for our Patreon, and it's called The List of a Thousand Pay-Per-Views. 
and where I'm going to rank all the Survivor Series. And at the early on, they have Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura on the ones and twos calling the matches. And I think Wade Barrett is kind of approaching that area of Jesse Ventura a little bit. Got a He's little bit. A little bit. Wade Barrett is really good. And I love the chemistry between him and Michael Cole so much so more than the SmackDown uh, trio that they have cooking over there. Because I think that like, Michael Cole is there just for a safety net. I don't know. Really weird stuff that's happening on SmackDown. But back to Bronson Reed and Otis. Um, yes, everybody, it does suck that Alpha Academy is reverting back to their comedic thing. We saw that in the backstage segment where... Donka <laughs> where, <laughs> where, where uh, Chad Gable said Seuss, and he hasn't done that in a long time in a segment. And uh, But I'm ha- kind of happy that it's, it's okay for that's where Chad is, that's where he is, right? It's okay because it was working well. It provided a good comedic levity to Raw, and it gave them something to do as well, rather than always being, I'm going to hear win the belt. There's always wrestlers that are good for, like, I'm going to chase the belt, or I am the champion, but there's wrestlers that are good for just a good comedic pop. Yeah, we got to put that aside for now. I know people still believe Chad Gable's still in the running, and Chad said that himself. He's like, I still got my eye on the gold, and I'm still going to come after you, Gunther, and yada, yada, yada. But... Back to Bronson Reed, I have this big belief that Bronson Reed, and I told you this during your live, is that Bronson Reed's being built up for Perth, for the Elimination Chamber. Bronson Reed is from the Australian region. He is. That would be one of those moments. It reminds me of having Damian Priest have a good match in Puerto Rico for Backlash. That uh, Same thing with uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus over there in the in the UK area, right, uh, at Clash. So those are the things that I predict that they're, they're kind of getting Bronson Reed ready for so he could have a big pop-off moment. And like you mentioned, he does really well in the Elimination Chamber. That dude's a little meat monster yeah. walking around and causing chaos. And I think they're going to set him up for a moment to where... Let's say if Roman's in an Elimination Chamber, right, I think he's going to have a moment where he could beat almost almost beat roman and get that big mega pop and get that crowd really really white hot for the elimination chamber in perth you think you think that roman is in an elimination chamber match because i was thinking that the men's elimination chamber match was going to be for the ic title that's what i was feeling you you can see that too um just to give you guys an interesting kind of like a nugget regarding the list of a thousand pay-per-views the first survivor series match was basically the honky tonk man versus uh the face faction with macho man but everybody that was on the faces was contenders for honky tonk man's belt so i definitely do see that where all the the intercontinental people like we see otis bronson reed i mean i'm sorry chad gable bronson reed maybe Ibar, right or champa right all of them with gunther so that would be a very very interesting elimination chamber and it we could see a proper build up to that but that means Gunther has to hold that boat, that belt all the way up to that point. Yeah, and I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I haven't hated it so far. And unlike Roman Reigns, we see him regularly defended. So if he is defending the thing and he's winning often, I'm okay with that. You know what I just don't love these days is a champion holding it for for so long without defending him, you know, for like 300 days in between. That, that sucks. That I don't love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Um did a promo it was definitely uh it was definitely a promo i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say that it was bad i'm not gonna say it was good they were trying to give her the tony Schiavone promo with the the commentator with michael cole the michael cole rub it just if you're gonna have michael cole out there kind of lead it let michael mm. cole lead it or like let her shove michael cole down or something right michael cole take a bump for crying out loud 
I think Naya is best in action, in moving, in doing things, and cutting promos mid-fight. Mm. She kind of reminds me of early on Roman when they feed her lines, and Roman could have. Remember when Roman was saying suffer and suck Suffer and suck And Roman was saying the heel stuff, but you didn't believe that Roman believed the heel stuff, right? Yeah, there. It wasn't until the Thunderdome where Roman started to understand who he is as a heel and cut promos while fighting that made you like roman as a heel or, or understand that he's a bad he's a bad dude and nia Jax could implement that i would think that's her strong suit more so than her sitting in the ring with the microphone yeah i mean uh, just like wrestling is cool where you know we we went on youtube and we squashed it and then we we went on patreon and we squashed it and then audio services and we squashed it like that was more or less uh her promo right there um but you were thinking that we're setting up potentially a little bit of a surprise here why don't you tell the world hear him out folks hear him out hear me out wic there's the the whole promo is talking about how nobody is good enough for Nia Jackson. She squashes everybody. Everybody. They're not going to feed Becky. They're not going to feed Charlotte. They're not going to give her Oscar. They're not going to give her any of those. Any of them. She's going to be the baddest chick in the room for Monday Night Raw. Until, my friends, Jade Cargill's music hits and comes out. And I'm telling you, Santi, that's the one that she's not going to squash. And I'm telling you, Santi... She's going to give her a body slam that will be the likes of Hogan and Andre. The crowd will go crazy. Everybody hates Nia Jax. And if she comes out here and Jay Cargill maybe does, I don't know, a Ultimate Warrior press slam. Who knows, bro? You never know. We Jake could do it. We talked about these comparisons, Sancho. I already slapped Andre. your hand. And Hogan, baby. I, yeah. I already slapped your hand for mentioning Andre and Hogan on, on Discord when we were talking uh, together. But uh, you had to bring in Ultimate Warrior as well. These comparisons uh, of yours, man. <laughs> you know, dude, Jade is a, is a phenomenal athlete. And if they could do an over, of overhead spot, it'd be amazing. It would be, be wild. Amazing. It'd be amazing. But I'm it, telling yeah. you, it just sounds like they're setting up with Jade because she's kind of saying that she squashed everybody. And she's the, she's the one that everyone's afraid of in the locker room's terrible, right? They literally fed her Zoe Starks, and Zoe Stark did, like, she got squashed. I don't know, dude. Zoe's, like, went up there and said, do something, and she got pie-faced, and I'm like, I don't know, man. You're, yeah. you're cutting Zoe Stark in half there. Is this Starks or Stark? It's Stark. Stark. Right? It's singular. Okay, Zoe Stark. So you're, you're literally cutting her in half with just, like, being, sh like, it would kind of remind me, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe you can remember the wrestlers, where there's two, oh, it was with Goldberg or somebody, and, oh, and they shoved Drew. Remember when Drew got shoved and he went right down? Oh, yes. His, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Remember that? And I was like, oh, no, Drew, you're not supposed to fall, dude. But, but he got shoved and he fell right on his rear end, and that's what I feel like with, with Zoe. But regardless, Jade's coming, and Jade's coming for Nia. I would, I... Instant, I, instant face. I, instant well, I was telling you, like, if he if she comes in and immediately goes after Nia, she becomes the biggest baby face in the entire company because that's how much heat Nia Jax has with the audience, whether it's go away heat or like regular heat, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to get into that. Um, if you're the one that's there to to take out Nia Jax, you are automatically going to be in the good books with the audience, which is probably what 
that's a good thing like well that's exactly what wwe is looking for right they're trying to set up nia Jax to be this irresistible force the immovable object you know the 30 different nicknames that they have for her these days and it's whoever comes in that's able to take her out that's gonna get the the, the massive pop that's gonna get the big push and it would be a great spot for for jade cargill here's what happens Nia's gonna go for her bonsai drop whatever they call it the annihilator jade cargill is gonna pop up power power bomb mm. Oh, mm. oh what a walking power bomb santi boo boo bam. Ooh, do we add a little sit down in there make a little bit more oh. of a batista bomb oh, and then a zesty pin oh zesty pins always win i've always said yes. i've always said yes. uh you know we talked a little bit about squash and i'm not talking about the fruit is it a vegetable or a fruit what is a squash uh if it's if it's disgusting it's a vegetable that's what i always know okay all right well whatever it is uh john cena also got squashed and that was fascinating that was interesting i think it uh the fact that there was supposed to be a save but wasn't right. made it made it more interesting to me to see john cena in a position that he hasn't really been in in a very very long time shouts to john cena we talked about in depth in the smackdown review on patreon that i highly recommend but remember at the beginning of wrestling is cool i asked this question why do we have john cena is he necessary and Santi got mad at me and mm -hmm. everything's of that sort, but I am now seeing the error of my ways that John Cena is here to work. He's here to do work. He's not here just to collect a paycheck. He's not here just for the pop. He's not here just to, you know, uh, come out and introduce like, welcome to Raw and da 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 like Hogan, right? He is here to put people over. He is here to boost storylines. And he definitely was an added necessary boost to the bloodline. And he made Solo and Jimmy do something besides run around and act like like buffoons and not and, and really make themselves look like the bloodline. We talked about it in the uh, the Patreon podcast. Is that it reminded me of old school old school Raw where the guy Solo doing a body splash in the back. Oh, that was so cool. That was the so electricity cool. and the fake sparks and breaking things and AJ stacks going to the hospital. That's old school Raw and Attitude Era stuff that I missed. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know, the rumor was that L.A. Knight was supposed to come out and save John. That could still happen at some point. That could still be the thing that John and L.A. Knight end up at the fast lane, which still doesn't have. Is that what you would way. want? Yeah, I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. I think what's what's I've noticed about L.A. Knight is the more people I think this COVID that he has him keeping him off TV for a while my hear me out what is going to happen is payback you you kind of said this like why where's who's going to be john's partner they signed this match they had jimmy and solo do the contract and all that kind of stuff during the smackdown i think john goes i could take both of you on and i'll see you at at fast lane or my partner will be revealed at fast lane and he shows up as a solo 2v1 la Knight music hit big pop everyone's excited everyone gets hype la Knight. John Cena teaming up against the Bloodline, and then you're going to have more and more matches from that. But uh, shout out to John Cena, dude. You're here to work, and you're doing your thing, and you're, you're adding a little bit of uh, some musty TV for SmackDown now. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell he's, you, man. But he's like a fungus. He grows on you, dude. He grows a fungus? You. Are you comparing yeah. John Cena to the Cordyceps? Yeah, he takes over. <laughs> he just takes over and just decimates. But that's what I like about John Cena in this run is that it just feels like he's not there for himself. Yeah, I was saying uh, in the in the SmackDown review, patreon.com slash Santi's app, is that it just kind of feels like John Cena 
is seeing things that could be cool to work with and asking, can I work that? Can I do that? I'd love to be able to work with this guy. I'd love to be able to 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 have a segment with Grayson Waller. Would love to have, you know, a segment with Solo Scar. Like, I feel like it's just John Cena at a candy store being like, look at all this cool stuff I can do. Can I do this? Can I please do that? And I think it's benefiting everyone on SmackDown the the way that he that he's going about his uh, I guess his business. Because I I Look, Sancho, you're a snake. I'm just telling you right now because the only time, yeah, 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 you're a snake. I'm calling you out because the only time that you finally decided to see the light about John Cena is when he was. It was announced that it was supposed to be LA Knight making the save. Oh, now when LA Knight is getting the push and getting the giant Cena rub and getting put in main events, all of a sudden Cena is a good thing, right? Don't let him fool you. Wrestling is cool, oh, viewers. Sancho no. was firmly against Cena, and then all of a sudden, when his when his favorite boy LA Knight got that cena glaze all of the yeah. sudden cena's the best Snake. by the way the first wrestling shirt i bought from the WWE officially in a long time let me talk to your shirt from la night <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah nice 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 uh yo and oscar had a fantastic match uh it, it, yeah it was a match that makes you wonder why isn't this on fastlane because it went over 20 minutes it had a decent storyline and the stakes were there the women's title and you know i'm not complaining about this being on free quote free television uh but why isn't this these types of matches happening on on fastlane because i want to talk about fastlane here before we wrap up the show but before we do let's talk about eo and oscar because i thought that match was fantastic it was great. There was something special about that. And we we were saying for the longest time here at the WIC, Wrestling is Cool, is that EO Sky has fell off the wayside for someone to be a champion, not to be featured so heavily. And at the same time, Damage Control was taking a lot of L's and Bailey was in a weird spot. And of course, Dakota is injured. So you, there is a weird holding pattern for Damage Control. And for EO Sky to be the champion opposite side of Rhea Ripley and EO Sky is supposed to be a fighting champion, we never haven't seen her on TV in a long time but they brought the noise asuka is uh, the goat when it comes to women's wrestling and still when she's not trapped into this poison mist gimmick and always referring to that uh resorting to that and she's asuka locking people up she could put someone over just for their toughness and it was a fantastic match multiple segment match by the way mm. and it reminded everyone that eo sky is a champion for a reason and that you should give her a chance uh, the only holes in EO Sky's game is her promo work, but if she could just, if she could be more action and mm. be a fighting champion, I think people would 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 be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we, one of the things that we had mentioned is just how um, multi layered this match felt. It felt like a lucha match at one point. It felt like Japanese strong style. It mm -hmm. felt like the traditional WWE style, and it was like different arcs. And, you know, every time you'd come back from commercial break, they'd give you something else. And I love that sequence at the end where it was like five minutes of. A different attempts at Oscar locks. I felt like that was brilliant. I think that was a brilliant way to demonstrate the grittiness and the gutsiness of the champion EO Sky, who has felt very underutilized, has felt very much second fiddle up until this point. And, you know, they still included Charlotte in this segment, which I don't think that she needed to be in there. But this truly, you know, for once, it felt like EO's moment, not a Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair moment that EO happened to be a part of mm -hmm. and the one thing as well is i'm really hoping that bailey does something man I, I i miss bailey bailey was fun and then i know that she's just been on the wayside here and she has a moment here and there 
But Bailey deserves something to do beyond yeah. just interfering with matches. She's too great of a of wrestler to do that. Yeah, it's kind of looking like maybe it's going to be her and Charlotte having a feud moving forward, which I would I would love. I would love. I think I think that's great. I think that's great. Uh, sorry, one last thing that we didn't mention about Raw that I definitely want to hit on is, uh, dude, it's like this like peaks and valleys with Nakamura. Last week I was like I was that so was, over yeah. with it. Yes. I was yeah, so over yeah. with it, and then, then this week's like yes, this. Give us this Nakamura, last man standing Nakamura. Dude, how excited are you for this? Like, to me, before you jump in, this has to be the most vicious Nakamura we ever see. If he comes out with that payback soft style again, I'm done. I am done. We need we need vicious knee to the back. Nakamura wants to put you out for the your entire career, Nakamura. That is what we need. I'm, I keep saying Nakamura... People haven't seen him deliver yet at PLEs. They haven't seen him deliver at the big matches on the main roster. I think this one's make or break. I really believe this one is make or break. That's my only thing. I mean, Nakamura is cool what he's doing, right? He's fantastic. The thing is that he needs to put it in the ring. And what the best part of this entire feud that I'm looking forward to the most, and I wrote this down, is like, I hope Seth loses this match, loses the belt, and loses the gimmick that he's working right now. Because after that moment that he had in that Nakamura cut that promo on the video, which I think is a clever way to hide Nakamura uh, promo skills and to not let the audience go, what, every yeah. time he's speaking in, a, in Japanese. But Seth cut a promo that reminded me of old Seth. And that is what I want. I want that Seth. You could tell that he changed from this, they're singing my song, man, and I'm doing this, and I'm wearing the glasses. He threw the glasses down, the, gla the sunglasses down, which were kind of cool, by the way. But he threw the sunglasses down, and he cut a old-school Seth promo mm -hmm. a little long, a little long, a little bit. I mean, I got at the point where you were trying to say that you're ready to fight. But that's what I'm hoping that this match, this feud has only been cooking out of the ring. It needs to cook in the ring. It needs to have the best payoff you can think of. And it's definitely, and that's the only match we have in fast lane right now that's official. Yeah, yep, yep. And, I, and I'm hoping Damien cashes in. That's what I was going to ask you. Is this the Damien cash in? Because I don't think that there's a better match stipulation for the Money in the Bank briefcase holder to come out in. It's this one. It's, it's this one. It's being telegraphed, sure. And I think what's interesting, if Nakamura... I hope Nakamura is not a belt chaser. And I mentioned this before. He reminds me of a fiend-type situation where he's going to test you physically. And if he could test, and mentally, if he could test Seth Rollins and has a chance to win, and just like, eh, I'm out. He walks away. Or something like that. I don't know. I think they could do something really cool in Nakamura because these uh, animes type, and the, the reason why we say anime is because they, they actually did an anime segment yeah. for them. If they actually do this continue continuation of Nakamura, he could be a great like must see. Who is Nakamura going to feud next? Who is Nakamura going to test and and have a really strong style Japanese New Japan Pro Wrestling match? And I think that could really happen if they execute it right and don't make him about the gold. Not every wrestler needs to be a champion. That's mm -hmm. what I said earlier. Some wrestlers just need to have their own angle so that way. I mean. Undertaker at WrestleMania never needed to be a wrestle mm -hmm. a championship match. It was just like Undertaker's wrestling. At he, WrestleMania yeah, he was the attraction. Yes, and I'm not comparing Nakamura. Yeah, there you go, Sancho, with his no. other comparisons. 
No, I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily need to be about the gold, baby. No, I feel you. I feel you. And, and, and hey, like like you said, this is the only properly confirmed match at Payback. They did on Twitter quasi confirm that it's a John Cena handicap match. We know it's not going to be a handicap. 46-year-old John Cena is not going to go out there and have a handicap match with the bloodline. Uh, so, yeah, it's super quick here. What the heck with Fastlane? This is not traditional WWE style where they leave booking to the very last minute this is very aew where aew will will have three matches two days before their ple and then all of a sudden they have 15 this seems very aew to only have one really concrete match at fast lane to properly build for the less than two weeks seems a little bit bizarre and one of the reasons that i mentioned that this could be the case is that i think their ratings chasing to try and and get better deals with these uh tv rights negotiations that they're going through because look at the crazy ple style matches that we've had on raw smackdown and nxt recently we had obviously gunther versus uh chad gable we had raquel versus rhea ripley and nxt championship match between becky and tiffany stratton we just had oscar eo we're getting Rey mysterio versus um uh, versus santos escobar for the u.s title yesterday we just had dom and dragon lee we had the tag titles on the line like so many big stake matches are happening on tv that Frankly, one objectively would just be better on a PLE because there's no commercials, but they those big matches are I feel like are making WWE scramble to fill out this PLE with matches of substance. I agree. And I understand that the remember we talked about this during the Patreon is that the Monday Night Raw is competing with two Monday night football games now. Yeah, yeah. So they, they're doing all that they can to make both of the shows must-see TV. And I do agree that this fast lane doesn't have anything, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to watch it. I think what's exciting to me is that it doesn't have anything in a way that it, it could be something fantastic. They could throw together a car that um, it becomes much. Like, already, having John Cena wrestle is must-watch PLE. You don't need anything else beyond that, and it's against the bloodline. Um, and I feel that every single match that they've been doing now that has been kind of been thrown together, it feels, on these, like you mentioned, scrambling, has been solid matches. And it's been some of the best Raws and SmackDown mm. we've had in a long time. So I, I don't mind Fastlane not having a card. Slow lane is what it feels like. <laughs> unless I'm going there, right? Unless yeah. I'm buying a ticket, I'm going there. But since I already have a subscription, and that's the big difference uh between aew is you have to pay 70 dollars a pop without knowing what you're buying right in terms of a pay-per-view but the poes they could kind of throw it together and they could have like a fun time my just concern is you don't want it to feel like a another raw or another smackdown but if you're giving me this kind of quality stuff I wouldn't mind it, to yeah. be honest with you. I think my con- I, I, I have no fear about it. I no my, fear about yeah, it. my one fear is that this is just not the traditional WWE style. Like, people are like, well, AEW does it, and they have amazing shows anyway. That's true, but AEW does it all the time, so I think they're just but used you, you, to delivering like this. Well, what my question is, what are you so afraid of, that they're not going to have, like, a storyline-driven match? Because they will. Like, they, they will have... You might... Maybe, dude, maybe they'll have a Friday or whatever. I mean, well, they might say there's going to be a Gunther triple threat, and then has Ciampa and, and uh, 
Chad, right? And yeah, but wouldn't know- that feel wouldn't that feel a little bit undercooked, like in terms of storyline? Like I know, like as a match, that would be fantastic. That'd be great. But that's and that's where AEW thrives, where they can have a fantastic. 10 star match with a terrible storyline that hasn't been properly built and they can get away with it. What I'm trying to say is that WWE, this is, this is kind of uncharted territory for them. So if that, if they want to play that game, time to play the game, I'm a, it makes me a little bit concerned that they don't know how to deliver this style of PLE with like where it's, it, it we're almost entirely uh, waiting on amazing in-ring work. Because, yeah, that triple threat match would be amazing, but WWE fans are used to builds, and this this is just different. I'm not saying it could be bad. I'm just saying we've never seen WWE really take this type of approach like AEW. So who, who do you, like, what brand is this Fastlane? Is it Raw or is it there, Well, there's no branded pay-per-views anymore. Like, last payback felt like a Raw pay- PLE, uh, but, right. there, but you know, the... Uh, there was the Miz, um, and, and LA Knight was in there. Uh, Rey Mysterio had a match, that PLE. So there, there's no brandedness to it, but um, that, that. I mean, I mean you like, just got to know who's the, who's the players, right? They're going to have definitely. Okay, but who are the day. players? Like, what match would you have in there? Like, okay, Judgment Day. What, what right. Judgment Day match would you have in there? Would be for the tag belts. Have but we just had belt. that twice in four weeks. And again, I'm not saying that that match would be bad on Fastlane. I'm yeah. just saying this is weird. It's weird. They don't usually do that. Embrace the difference. I'm, I'm okay. It, I'll embrace it. I'll embrace it. Open-minded, Santi. Right? We'll find out. All your answers will be, all your questions will be answered on Friday night. You know what I mean? Yeah, because every single match that I keep coming down to, it's like, we just saw it. Again, I wouldn't hate seeing it again. But we just saw it. Raquel Rhea. We have an NXT, an NXT match could pop up on fast. Not possible because we're having NXT PLE the week before. Like anything is possible. Sure. Okay. Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. Yeah. Anything is possible. I mean, we could bring back Shaquille O'Neal. Why not? You know what? Yeah. The Rock could come back for fast lane. There's rumors that the Rock will be in Perth, man. You really think the Rock would come out to Indianapolis? All right. Indianapolis. I'm sorry for our Indianapolis (laughs) fans. Please subscribe to Patreon. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. Like I've been, I have very high hopes for WWE B tier pay-per-views. Payback was good. Backlash was good so they have my trust i'm just saying it's weird it's weird that they're going about this it's all and weird could be good you know weird could be good come back come back friday come back friday in the comments let us know on friday like santi or you after smackdown be like (laughs) santi you're wrong uh sancho we should be wrapping this up but yeah, we got some time, though. You, do we have time for the the new 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 heat order? I always have time for the okay. new new heat order. All right, let, let, let's cook through this. All right, let me go ahead and so for those of you new here, we have a the, the greatest list of all time. It's called the new new heat order, and it's not all about who is doing the best, uh, who is the best of the best in terms of wrestling, who's going to be on Mount Rushmore. Hi, I'm back again. Uh, sorry, that's my bad. <laughs> That's good. What we're here to do is just, hey, there I go again. Oh, hey, I'm back. This again. is this is all my fault, 100. percent I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the old list. I have the list. I have the list. Okay, it's okay, okay. Good. You have it. Okay. 
I always, I am the master of the new, new heat order. So here is the new, new heat order that we have going forward. And again, it's not about who's the Mount Rushmore. It's just about who is cooking right now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Who, who is firing off cylinders? And uh, on 20th, this Kofi Kingston, 19th, Jimmy Uso, 18th, Dominic, 17th, Cody Rose, 16th, Becky Lynch, 15th, Grayson Waller, 14th, Gunther, 13th, Seth Rollins, 12th, Nakamura, 11th, Jay Uso, 10th, Drew McIntyre, 9th, Rhea Ripley, Eight AJ Stacks, seven Street Business, six John Cena, five Nia Jax, fourth Ellie Knight, three Austin Theory, two Pat McAfee, and one The Rock. So if you're new, we go through all the orders to determine uh, based on who appears on television. So it's not about uh, you know you're doing something, but if you haven't appeared on television, you will fall off the new heat order. Yeah, like The Rock and Pat McAfee out. Right. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and definitely take that out now. So we're going to start with SmackDown and AJ Stacks, who most likely is off of television for a while. Yeah, I think he's going to be off of television for for a while. But, ah, man, like, I think his what he did on SmackDown was very substantial mm-hmm. and, and, and buzzworthy for sure. Uh, what, so he is currently in eighth place above Rhea Ripley, who's off of television as well. Uh, well, we need to remove Rhea Ripley, I would say. From this list, yep. yeah, that's now two back-to-back weeks. Um, yep. While we're at it, Raquel Rodriguez as well. Uh, She's been off the list, but the thing is, like, there there hasn't been any kind of reason why. Like, they haven't been saying why Rhea's gone. She's just well. Gone. I think it's to sell the Nia Jax attack. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that because they also had Chelsea Green off this week, who has I been a perennial I, right. appearance every single week. I think it's just to and sell the she- attack. She was crazy on social media too. She was oh, just she's so good. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think I would love a segment with Dominic, like going to the hospital or something with Rhea Ripley and be like, "Mommy, you know, giving her roses." Like, it up a little bit. Yeah, 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 <laughs> a little bit. All right, so we put that off list. So where's AJ? Does AJ stay on at eight underneath Street Business? Um, for now, okay. for now, let's keep him there. From now, I think uh, I think he deserves a high up spot. All right, John Cena. Uh, John six. Cena moves up. I think John Cena moves up. Uh, let's have him for the moment take that um, that the Rock spot at number one. Oh, number one. Yeah, but oh. I don't know. I don't think he's gonna finish at number one. But let's have him in that spot for now. All right, he's holding it down. Jimmy Uso, who currently sits at nineteenth, does he move up now that he has a little bit of an edge in his Ted DiBiase laugh in the backstage segment, sitting at nineteen? Put him at two. What big jump, big, big jump in importance for Jimmy Uso this week. Um, beating up John Cena, beating up John Cena, like that, that, that's like the biggest beatdown probably he's ever laid in terms of, um, you know, leaving like a megastar in the ring like that. Um, you know, his antics of accepting matches, his, yeah, like you said, like his million dollar man laugh, like he, he definitely catapulted for me this week. Let's have him right behind John Cena. All right, where does Solo Sokoa go? Uh, not Solo is not on this list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, I, I'll put him at three for now, but I think he's gonna uh, he's gonna be bumped down a few. But he's up there as well. All right. I mean that yeah. jump off of like whatever that was onto the uh, that scaffolding onto I guess all the the crew equipment that was so sick. So sick indeed. Now we're going down to. Uh, LWO, who actually had a good tag match yes. in SmackDown with Street Business. We had Santos and Ray doing some good work. Hey, no disrespect, but again, it, LWO, when you remove the two NPCs, is actually pretty good. So uh, I like what the LWO did this week. Let's I put him at the 12th spot. 
Yeah. Both spots. Yeah. Yeah. Above yeah. Nakamura or below Nakamura? Well, for now, above Nakamura, but Nakamura is going to be moving up later. All right. All right. LWO. Uh, now we have Street Business, who actually got scolded by Bobby Lashley. I love the new angle. I yeah. love the new idea. That I loved it. There's these spaces that are now trying to embrace the dark side, and Bobby Lashley's being like a, a dark Plagueis type yeah, vibe. Yeah, you know? Do it. <laughs> 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 I never put it together, but yeah, that's what he's doing. Dude, he's, he's, he's Emperor Palpatine dude, right he's now. Emperor he's Palpatine. The, yeah, man, he's over there trying to get them to see the dark side. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. I'm so glad that I just had to say do it and you knew exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> great. All right, where are we putting these boys at? Uh, they're great. I love the angle that they're taking with them. Um, yes. Actually, you know, I mentioned, oh, I don't remember what was the thing that we were talking about, like acknowledging the past. This was it, right? This, this acknowledging that, hey, I used to be a good guy and I'm doing bad guy things. This is weird. And it had like this this moment of um, this pause of, uh, of morality. And I loved it. I love the when daddy scolded them in the back, you know, um, maybe cho chosen better choice of words there. Uh, I love what they did. I put them. I'll put them right above the LWO, even though they lost to them. Because oh, uh, Street, Street Business is currently above AJ Stacks at eight. So oh, they're at seven. Oh, um. I below AJ Stacks. Okay. Below AJ Stacks for sure. Let's uh who's immediately behind AJ Stacks right now? Drew McIntyre. Uh no, let's let's move technically moving them down to right above the LWO. Okay. But I really okay. like what they did this week. All right, all right, all right. So next up on the list is Asuka, which we we kind of gushed over for a second here. Asuka, who's currently not on the list. Yeah, Where she's Oscar. Yeah, she's got to be on the list. Where's Charlotte Flair right now? Charlotte Flair is not on the list. The the bottom of the list uh, is the highest women's wrestler uh, would be Nia Jax at six, but we have Becky Lynch at sixteenth, and uh, that would be the only women's wrestler on this heat list. Yeah, let's uh, let's move Oscar to the fifteenth spot, right above Becky Lynch. All right, that will put her right below Grayson Walla. Grayson Walla, Walla Walla Bing Bong, yeah? <laughs> First Indianapolis and Australian audiences, you're just throwing bones at them. Is that um, how they talk every day? They, it, it, don't they add Walla Walla Bing Bong between everything? No? Oh, no. No, okay. EO Sky. EO Sky, great match, yeah. but um, I think what keeps her low on the heat list is like, she has a lot of the the she has to be carried by damage control um but if she continues to put on these banger matches i wouldn't mind just seeing her put on banger matches yeah i think I'll, I'll i'll handcuff her to oscar right now put since she won i'll put her just right above oscar all right all right we are we are vibing we are moving up next is charlotte flair who is just there just I, I'm almost I considering she, moving her off of the list entirely. She wasn't on the list to begin with, but I respect it. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll well, keep her off the list. Damage control as well. I feel like I'm just going to keep them off. Keep the them list off, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brawling Brutes who got a lot of cheers and yeah. a lot of pops. They're over. They're they are over. over. They are over. At least in that crowd they were. I thought that they, yeah, like you mentioned, I think there were a lot of cheers for them. Unless it was piped in crowd so, now noise. You got oh, me. You fooled take me. Take off that hat. Take off that hat, brother. <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked it. Um, let's, I still think below Asuka. So let's put them right All below right. Asuka. All right. That will be above Becky? 
Yes. Okay. Becky, I mean, we're talking about, of course, their appearances on SmackDown and Raw, folks. We're not talking about their work in NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Grayson Waller. Uh, currently sitting yeah. above EO Sky. And I love that tag team through. with him in theory. I really yeah. think there's something there. Uh, let's, uh, you know, that was a big victory for them. Let's put them right above the Brawling Brutes, both him and theory. All right. Uh, we're going to call them. We're going to put them together. How about that? Sure. A-town, yeah. yeah, yeah. A-town A-town down down under. Under. All right. Town down under, and I still think Grayson Waller needs to change his gear. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Now we're moving on to Raw. No, 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 boy. Yes, boy. We need that. We need. How are you? How dare you? Uh, Ignore Elton Strong. Hashtag Elton Strong. What is your problem? Come on. No, no, no. They're top ten for me. They are top ten for me. Wow, you are that just off a vignette. Yeah, dude, it was brilliant. It was everything it needed to be for that tag team. It showcased everything that is good about uh, about them. It, it, it was fantastic. Hashtag Elton Strong. Get better, man. Okay, where are you putting them above Street Business for you? Yes. Yeah. No. I, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. How about above LWO? Below Street Business. Okay, fine. Yeah, because, because clearly you're not over on them, so I'll, I'll meet you in the middle. I'll meet you in the middle. They have great hair. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they have great hair, and I love their hair. Uh, pretty deadly. At, Dude, the at shape 11. weight workout alone should put them over yeah, street business. <laughs> they should have held on to that shot a little bit longer. They're kind of like, they kind of like going. I would have, you know, I would have left the shot of, of 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 you know him. He's sweating, so then after the shake weight, he gets splashed with some water. It would have just oh. there. There would have been so many ways to make that even better, but I still thought it was great. It, it, I told you this during the play, the Patreon podcast is they definitely remind me of DX. So I definitely see that kind of action from them in the future. So now can I go to Cody Rhodes? Uh, and then this week of more Sancho comparisons. Go on. Yeah, let's go to Cody Rhodes. One in that wall, Cody Rhodes opening up the segment. At first when they announced this, I was like, oh, come on, dude. Again, How many times do you know. that? But dude, the crowd loves Cody still. I still he think still- it was the weakest part of Raw, that opening segment. Really? All right. Yeah. Does Cody, Cody Rhodes? Wait, before I move on from SmackDown, does LA Knight move off his fifth spot in the new New Heat order? Yeah, he wasn't on. He wasn't on. I have to follow the rules. I, I you know, like I said, uh, the the new Saw movies coming out. I'm a big Saw fan. You have to follow the rules. Now I want to play a game. LA Knight, you weren't on TV. Oh, has to fall he off. He still talked about. It. He still talked about. I get it. Right. I get it. But that's not the point. You know, we're here to like what is I, happening on television. I, he wasn't I, on I it. Want, I want to play a game. Um, let's go to. Then I took him off. I'm. I'm a little bit. Cry, a little bit. Me cried a little bit there. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't fight harder. I can't fight harder. I mean, you're right. The I'm rules right. are rules. I, the rules are rules. Yeah. Uh, the Cody Rhodes is e currently he is. Not on the list. He got pushed out after the SmackDown. So. Dude, do you think about it? He did nothing on Raw. Dude, he came out for the save. He came out for the save. They're building a new Survivor Series. Yeah. Uh, war Games. Could be I War mean, Games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. But, I'll... I mean, he's not involved. He's just a... He's an auxiliary outside. piece. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah he's just an auxiliary piece. You. I don't... <laughs> I would agree with you. I mean, he's still loved. He still gets yeah. some pops. But he's not doing anything on his own and Unlike i don't like jay uso who's on his own now uso, oh, day one-ish. 
All right, Cody, you're off the the new heat new new heat order for now. Dominic, currently Ooh. off. I no, think he, he's on. He has to jump on. Yeah, I think he has to jump uh, on. I think I'm gonna vote. My bidding goes right above, and I need to. I okay. We did have okay. I'm gonna take off Austin Theory at four. Mm -hmm. I think he's number four. Ooh, because you talked about him appearing everywhere. I think he's number four. Now you may say he's getting piped in booze, but I don't think so. I think oh, he's at number four. Okay, I'm. I'm not gonna fight it. I will. No. I will go with the Dominic flow, the flow of his hair to number four. Yes. Yeah. Up next, Damian Priest, who had some good moment with JD McDonough. I had that one backstage to put him, dude. you know, yelling at him in Spanish. Almost broke the set. I saw yeah, him dude. that chair over. Dude, he's terrifying. Fire. He's yeah, it's absolutely terrifying. terrifying. Yeah, I mean, both him and Finn have to be top ten. Uh, with um, with what they did this week, obviously they got lots of screen time as they usually do, and they won the main event for the tag titles. Um, not definitely not Dom level right now, but I, I I'd say at the very minimum above the street business or the hurt profits. Okay, I like that. I like that. I'm gonna put them together, Finn and Damien, because yeah, yeah, together yeah. as a tag team. And my favorite moment was when Damien was surrounded by all the faces, and he just goes, "Okay, yeah, bring it." <laughs> Okay, I, I love that. All right. Uh, is there, it was like a great cartoon moment. It right? was. It yeah. was. And that's what wrestling, that's what makes wrestling cool is when it blends that in. Uh, JD McDonough, not on the list. I not think on the list. I think he did really well, but it's like, he's just now, like you mentioned, just on the outside of that engagement, he'll probably take a crazy bump at War Games. Um, Sami Zayn and KO. Well, I'm going to put these two cats together, but I think KO is really cooking, dude. dude KO awesome. is working, dude. Yeah. He's working some good things. Uh, where does KO and and uh, good old Sami Zayn, the Canadian duo, go? Yeah, I think I'll put them right below LWO this week. Okay. I'm, You're still I'm not high on them. I'm not, no, not that high on them. No, not that high on them, no. Is, is it because of their championship? Their, I think their championship reign did, did put a kind of like a a black eye on their run I, lately? I, I'll just say this. I think my problem with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn is actually Sami Zayn. I think really? that, yeah, yeah no, there's, I, I think he's fantastic. And I think what he's doing with his character works, but I've just never liked Sami Zayn as the, uh, what, what's the word as the serious guy of the group. He's the, right. he's the, uh, the uh, what's the term in, in story terms, the straight guy. The, yeah. 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 And I, I like, when he's a bit goofy, when he is jokey and he's very much matter of fact now, very intense and he does a really good job at it. But I just think that a bit more goofiness will add much better backstage dynamics between him and Kevin Owens. I agree. I mean, I remember the backstage promo where he was like just literally screaming. I'm like, what are you mad about, Sammy? Yeah. yeah. I, I know what they were trying to do and K was like, I'm tired of talking. I just want to fight. Um, I just feel you talked about them not forgetting things. I just feel this notion that at any moment Kevin will turn and I don't, I don't think it's going to be justified. I think it's just going to be pulled out just to keep things interesting between KO and Sammy and they don't need that. I don't know. They, I feel like their biggest mistake was putting him in a tag team. It worked for storyline purposes when it did. Uh, right. But as a long-term tag team, I, I don't. Sure, they're fantastic in the ring, but I just don't know how, how much, how many more, how much more legs this has. Right, and I don't think them winning the belts 
is going to add to their dynamic anymore because we yeah. are seeing what what their uh, reign as a tag champion looks like. It looks like nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, it was it was never about the belts when they won it. It was about right. beating the Usos. Bloodline. Blood right. It was about fighting the bloodline. Right. And and, mm -hmm. and now that it's about belts, it's just less interesting. Right. Right. They should continue dismantling the bloodline in some way, and they're not doing that. I anymore. think they will eventually get there. I think it'll become full circle at some point where we come back to the bloodline with them. Uh, but for yeah. right now, you know, them as just as a traditional tag team, it's not clicking with me, uh, even though right. they're both so good. They're both so good in the ring. But I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. It's almost like I feel like I'm watching two singles wrestlers sharing the same ring as opposed to two tag teams sorry as I, opposed to a tag team it just feels like two individual wrestlers right now i think aew's mjf and adam cole are doing it better I, I, oh yeah what, oh yeah they're, yeah they're yeah. doing that kind of dynamic a little bit better uh going on to Otis, uh jay uso main event jay coming out with the save coming out with doing i didn't do that no, they did that. No, no you, yeah, they didn't do this this week. They didn't do it this week. Yeah, they didn't do it this week. It's just me, Uh I feel like Jay didn't didn't have didn't a do place much this week. This Raw yeah. didn't do much this week, but he had got a pop. Does they does Jay move off his eighth spot above Finn and Damian? Hey, if we put Cody Rhodes off of the list because of you know his very little involvement, Jay Uso basically had the same t level of involvement. So I True. think taking him off is also fair. Okay, the eighth spot is open. Uh, we have Otis. Oh, Otis. I, I mean, I let's mean, just, I mean, should we just do Alpha Academy? Yeah, we'll At this Alpha point, Academy. because it looks like Chad Gable is not doing this, his run anymore um, no. to, towards the Intercontinental Championship. I, so I, say they're top, I don't think they're top 20. Not I, yet. Not yet. Not right now. Not no. Uh, I think we have uh, Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed moves into the, the list. That's back-to-back -back W's. Back-to-back -back weeks, back-to-back -back fun matches. You know, I know a lot of people didn't love him beating Chad Gable. I didn't, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it was a good performance from Bronson Reed. And I love this sandwich, meat sandwich making fest today. The Battle of the Kaijus, I loved it. I thought it was great. Fantastic. Does that put him on the list? I, I'm down to put him underneath Walla in a town like 20th like hold down that 20th sure let's now. hold down the 20th spot with bronson he, he could he definitely could get he could get booted out here in a second because we're still going through the raw uh Ludwig kaiser no uh and champa i i don't think they're there yet i think it was i i mean sadly enough i read that champa had the lowest rating match when he had it with giovanni so i i mean i don't know i mean this feels like a weird thing because it kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth because of Chad Gable. Like, I like Ciampa. Yeah. It was a good match, but I feel like that could have been Chad Gable's. Yeah, spot. it's like, it's not supposed to be you yet, Ciampa. It's yeah, what it feels it's... like right now. No one right. hates Ciampa. We like Ciampa, and we know Ciampa versus Gunther would be a great match, but everyone is still like, it's supposed to be Gable. It's supposed to be Gable that's supposed to be going through through these trials and tribulations to get back to Gunther. And it's not. And again, we like Ciampa, but it's it's wrong guy, wrong time right now. Yep. I agree. 100% agree. Uh, coming down to something with Ludwig Kaiser. He's just part of the Imperium. Uh, Becky Lynch didn't do much. Just held out the belt and she just stood there in the commentary. I'm um, not going to put her on. I yeah. guess she, slide off. She, slid, she did slide off the list after a yeah, while. Yeah, let's keep her off. 
Uh, Tegan Knox, a good, a good premiere for her. I, w I wasn't, I mean, you have more history with Tegan. Yeah. But putting her against Natalia didn't give me the rub that I was expecting for that, you know, for that shine. I just feel like sometimes the time matches, it, I would like to see her in the sharpshooter. Yeah. And then let me see her toughness. Sure. I think the reason I like the choice to go with Natalia was I feel like this was the WWE saying our bad. Are bad for putting Natalia last week, <laughs> right? So let's let's have Natalia be the stepping stone this week for the one that was supposed to be in that spot last week, the one that you all wanted in mm -hmm. Tegan Knox. I know Tegan Knox doesn't really do it for you in terms of a of a of a wrestler Not yet. yet. Not, Not yet. yet. I know there's. I'm the, open minded. You're you're open minded. I like Tegan Knox. I think that uh, she it, she's just very injury prone. Sadly, so mm -hmm. fingers crossed that you know. She stays healthy because I do. I believe that she has the type of look that the WWE is looking for, right? Mm -hmm. And in she has a history for being a, a great worker, and she's international, which the WWE always loves. I'm excited to learn more about her. You know, excited more about learn about her. Yeah, I mean, she's I, got a title opportunity next week. I love it. That's that's what I want. That's what I, we we should have saw. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 A little week delayed. Uh, Natalia, I don't think she makes the top 20. No. Uh, Dragon Lee. Oh, Dragon I'm Lee's got to be on there. You think yeah. so? Yeah, right, we got to. I think, I think he goes back down to NXT, though. So I think she will. Like he will. I know it's a one-off, but hey, our week, our, our list is weekly. Our list, our list is weekly. And does I think brought, we... Brought, does he boot out Bronson Reed, though? Uh, don't we have some open spots? Oh, we do. We do. Because we put Grayson Waller together. Okay. Mm -hmm. 16th is open. Let's put him sixteenth. Uh, I, I feel comfortable there. Eo Sky? Well, we can we can we can shift things around. I think Eo Sky at the sixteen, Oscar seventeen, and then and, Dragon Lee at eighteen. And then Dragon Lee at eighteen. Okay, I think it was a great debut, mm. a, a great uh, exciting yeah. moment for him, and Still, at the same time, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Keep him off the mic for now, not in front of big audiences. Let him develop in in, in those smaller audiences in NXT. I think he sold uh, the dastardly thing that Dominic did very well. And it looked like that hurt. Dude, uh, that's just when, when he like fell crotch first yeah. onto the ropes. I'm like, I've never seen anyone sell it like that. Like that yeah, looked devastating. Exactly. All right. Now we have the duo of Nakamura and Seth Rollins. Nakamura sitting at 13th below KO and Sammy. So Day, Nakamura moves into that open eighth. Okay. Nakamura goes to eighth. All right. I'm going to get that going. And, and Seth moves to where Drew. Yeah, yeah. I I think that Drew yeah, I'm is. Much more it, yeah, I think I think because Nakamura has led me down before, so I'm not like really like hot yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like the the Drew stuff is is Variant. building is like yes. moving its way up as opposed to I think the Nakamura we're at the ceiling, fellas. Yeah, we're at the ceiling. Got to pay it off. This is the it. payoff. If it doesn't deliver here. That's not good. It's not good. Meanwhile, the Drew stuff, I, I still think is moving its way up. I still think that there's a possibility of a, of a heel turn. Maybe he just becomes this guy in the middle that, that sits in the middle, the anti-hero type vibe. Uh, so I'm a lot more intrigued by Drew McIntyre at the moment, but I, I, I'm comfortable putting Nakamura in that top 10 still, though. Seth Rollins? I think move. Where was Nakamura? Nakamura is at eight. And then, then you have Finn and Damien. Sorry, but where was he before? He was right above Seth. So it was 12 and 13 with Seth. Okay, move uh, Seth one. Up. Move Seth up one. Okay, move Seth up right past KO and Sammy? Yeah. Hello, LWO? 
Ah, uh, that was here's the thing. That's the best LWO has looked in a long time. So I'm probably <laughs> almost at the top, though, yeah, man. That okay, no, funny. you're right. You're right. Let's move LWO down one, and okay. and Seth Rollins above LWO. I think maybe I'm just uh I'm giddy of the fact that I actually cared about the LWO for the first time in a long time, and I think I'm giving them too many extra points there. What? Mi sangre. Mi sangre. Cállate. Soy un campeón. Jeez. All right, we have Nia Jax is at fifth. I'm I'm pretty comfortable keeping her there. No, I think it goes down a little bit. Yeah, I think it goes down a little bit. I still think that she she's in the list, but I think we need to find a place to put her down more. I would put her uh below. I know I know Gunther didn't do anything. I'm comfortable putting her above Asuka at 15th sure. Gunther spot. Sure. Because Gunther just sat there and looked at a TV in the wrong way that everybody does. Yeah, but and then yelled at Jane German. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Zoe Stark got squashed. Squashed. So we can't have that. Uh, the last two we have here is Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston. We Top 10 now. Top 10, man. Like, uh, maybe, like below McIntyre, if possible. Oh, I like that. I mean, those guys are cooking together. Yeah. In the special Do we just put to... New Day? Because uh, like yeah. storyline wise, yeah, 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 I think yeah, Xavier yeah, 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 yeah. is getting himself very involved in this. So he's doing some good stuff, and I loved his. I think he was rocking like a bad dude's version of the New Day shirt. I kind of want mm. dude. Very very sick merch. Uh, and Drew, does Drew move up past AJ Stacks? And yes. does he? Okay. Yeah, okay. I think he's above AJ Stacks, but not above um, Dominic. No. I don't think he's. The... But he's doing some interesting stuff. Okay. Am I forgetting anyone else out of Raw? Uh, I mean, what was the last segment? I again? mean, Michael Cole was in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in the top 20, but am I forgetting anyone else from Raw from last night? What was uh, that in segment? I can't remember. Was <laughs> it, was, I can't. it was a good Raw. Can't remember. It was a good segment. Raw, but like I think we got I think we got it all. I think everyone think that was so. involved. Has been called out upon. Oh, the in segment was a big brawl, and then in the you know the 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 tag team match. Yeah, between, yeah, we've done all those guys. They, yeah, and they and then it ended with the brawl, and then you're like, oh my god, and then I love it when wrestling goes off air and they're still wrestling. That, yeah, we haven't seen that in a while. We haven't right? seen that in a while. Ko giving a good stunner. I mean, the storyline of setting up Survivor Survivor uh, Series War Games is i would say a top storyline but are we convinced this is survivor series sorry to cut you I, off but i'm convinced are, are you convinced like i'm i i with how much this has been going on over the last couple of weeks could it be a fast lane because it, oh you're right because yeah, you're right yeah because yeah, yeah, survivor yeah, 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 series yeah. war games like that was war games isn't married to survivor series that's only ever happened once it, and it just oh, so yeah. happened to be last year. And sure, it was in the well, pay-per-view name. Yeah. But War Games could totally happen at Fastlane. I wouldn't argue with you. It'd be cool. I mean, they're, they, they built it very quickly. Yeah, like, look, if, they, if the plan is to only have four or five matches at this PLE, they need something that goes over an hour. And a War Games match is that. That dude, <laughs> with the way the the bloodline matches go, it would go over. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not convinced that this isn't at Fastlane. Yeah, I mean, you're right. We talked about it, and that would be a bad match. I'd be done for sure. it. I mean, everyone has chemistry with it, and I am now completing. And every time I botch this, I am the I am doing my best. But here is your list for the top 20 new New Heat order, folks, starting Maybe. at 20. Brawling Brutes, 
Eight Town Down Under at 19th, 18th Dragon Lee, 17th Eel Sky, 16th Asuka, 15th Nia Jax, 14th KO and Sami Zayn, 13th NWO, 12th Seth Rollins, 11th Pretty Deadly, 10th Street Business, 9th Finn, uh, Finn and Damien, uh, Judgment Day, uh, 8 Nakamura, 7th New Day, Kofi and Xavier, 6 AJ Stacks, 5 Drew McIntyre, 4th Dominic, 3rd Solo, 2nd Jimmy Uso, and 1 John Cena. I love it. I love it. I think that's a good list for this week. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the list. And that is the show for you folks today again uh thank you to all of our patrons for supporting us in what we do in the in, in our endeavors in helping keep the lights on and keeping wrestling is cool alive and strong thank you very much if you're listening to this on podcast services or you're watching this on youtube uh make sure to leave it a review a thumbs up whatever it is whatever method of review there is on whichever service that you are consuming wrestling mm. is cool uh sancho where can people find you because you've been cooking on twitch my man You've been cooking. Thank you. You can find me on Twitch, which I recorded this episode Monday morning for y'all. So come on by the Twitch. Twitch This was an early episode. I don't usually look this bad, fellas. Uh, I I don't usually look this bad. Twitch.tv slash Santi's app. Thank you very much for watching this episode of Wrestling is Cool. You take care and be wonderful people. Stamps.